Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra. And we're the Amateur Nerds. Okay, we're here to talk about Minute 22 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Minute 22 starts with Fox and Kylie wrapping up their deuce heist, and it ends with Ash asking Coach Skip to finish off this eighth of Whackbat. Huzzah! Big minute here. We've got Whackbat coming up. We are finally Huge in Whackbat. Monumental minute. Something that actually makes the minute by minute analysis of this movie worth it. But before we get to Whackbat, let's wrap up Master Plan Phase 2, and then we'll get to Whackbat. Sounds good. So, something that you can kind of, you could vaguely hear at the end of the last minute. And into this minute is a very light score that I did not bring up last time, but I figured would be better to bring up this time. And presumably, this is what Bunce is listening to. Some lovely classical music. Yeah, he's music. listening to headphones and reading a magazine. Yeah, um, but this this score is not featured on the soundtrack. It sounds vaguely reminiscent of like Mozart type, but to my knowledge, it's not anything specific. And so we see Mr. Fox and Kylie still on the monitor screens, mm-hmm. running around Bunce's facilities. Bunce's and they, the so they run out. Yep, they run out with bags around their over their shoulders, and then Mr. Fox runs back into the camera, pulls a chain, and the chain drops a cage around a dog in the next monitor over. A spring-loaded cage. Ah, uh, yes, Fun. as we've learned from minute four or whatever it drops right there well presumably it doesn't drop right below where the chain was because he pulled the chain he would have gotten hit i was referencing back to the older minute tie i get that well then you see the inside of their pantry again after mr fox and kylie make it home at dawn they're they're yeah, much later. yeah it's morning and felicity opens up the pantry to it being stuffed with stuff. I wrote down yeah, an and... assortment of the items if you want to hear. Yes. Now before, in the in the earlier shot, there was sugar and brown sugar. And a chicken. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. But now we have, go ahead. We have squab sausage, gosling jam, fish, several types of birds, including geese and chickens. You have oats corn there are some grapes it looks like there's a slab of beef there's wheat and all of these things or a good chunk of them have on sale stickers on or tags hanging off of them so obviously felicity is very suspicious now because this is much more than the single chicken from last time here's my thought of the things they stole they probably only stole a, a few geese but when they stopped at the five and dime, he picked up a bunch of random crap to make it look like he went on a big grocery store run. But the squab sausages very well could be from Bunce as well. And the chickens. As far as we know, Bunce is a goose farmer. I just... So that's that's why I think they stole... I bet they stole a few geese. What about the gosling then... jam? Could they have stolen that too? Okay, yeah. They could have stolen that too. Okay? But the rest of the stuff he bought at the store to cover his tracks. That just seems so Not suspicious. That it... 
Not that it helps, though, because when Felicity walks into the pantry, she goes, huh? Yeah. Huh. Like, she realizes then that something's going on, yeah. which is why I said in the last minute that it's not definite that she knows something is going on, but here she definitely realizes something is going on. Also, something very interesting about this shot, with Felicity's hands being the only thing in frame. Yeah. Um, you don't realize it's Felicity until she makes that noise, and then you're very much like, oh, that's Meryl Streep making that noise. Well, um, you can, you can recognize her hands. I guess they're a little smaller, but... Um, no, they're, she's a different color than Mr. Fox. Okay. She's lighter. But the one thing that I noticed when I was looking at her hands, or paws, was that she had fingernails, or, like, her claws were trimmed, and I thought that was a really weird thing. I don't know. Maybe it's harder for her to paint with big, long claws. I don't know, but now it just makes me want to look at Mr. Fox and Ash's hands to see if they also have long claws or not. I'm going to reserve any questions of sexism for now, because it Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that's sexism, but just, like, what they use their their paws for, like, Mr. Fox is a writer, Felicity is a painter. Like, could their, the way, like, guitar, you can always tell a guitarist's hands based on their calluses kind of thing. Like, is it in that vein where you have their hands designed for what they do? Yeah. And then, shall we move to Whackbat? Oh, yeah. Buckle in, kids. We're here for a bumpy Buckle ride. In. <laughs> it is going to be very bumpy. Before we get into the rules and regulations of Whackbat, we do we do meet Coach Skip. Coach Skip is uh, I didn't even he's an otter. Oh, what is he? Is he an otter? I have a I or have a an, weasel. I think he's a weasel. Um, I am looking at a concept design of him and then the final puppet, and he looks like a white marmoset or a weasel. Yeah. Okay. So he's some sort of rodent. And he's white with red eyes. He's like an albino. Something or, like that. Or some weasels are known to change color depending on the season. But it's fall, so why would he be white? It's spring, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's fall. I'm about 100% sure it's spring. Are you familiar with the Weekend Update Saturday Night Live character played by Bobby Moynihan where he's a secondhand news person no and so they'll call him on and he'll he'll he's a secondhand news correspondent so he's bobby moynihan he's just saying he says you hear about this thing now and then he'll say a news item but like that's gone through like a layer of misinformation he'll be like hey did you hear nintendo's switching that what they're selling and then colin jost or seth myers or whoever will be like no they're selling a new thing it's called the switch and then Bobby Moynihan will be like, I'm pretty sure they're switching what they're selling. And the the joke is that he just says, I'm pretty sure. And his voice just gets higher and higher and higher. It's really funny. And I definitely didn't give it justice with my example, but our little debate about fall reminded me of that. Okay. Well, um, do you want to talk about Owen Wilson and his relationship with Wes Anderson? Do I? <laughs> I do. Uh, Owen Wilson is the voice of Coach Skip. He is credited rather highly in this movie because he is a name, even though Coach Skip is a very small role. Mm-hmm. You're no way I Bill, think this might Bill Murray be is the own... same way. 
Bill Murray's in a couple scenes, though. He comes in and out of the movie. I think this might be Coach Skip's only scene. I'm not sure. But Coach Skip, Owen Wilson, very famous actor for saying, wow. But uh, Owen Wilson terrible. was in... Uh, I, I, Yeah, that, that one was a bad one. I've done it better. Owen Wilson is a co-writer with Wes Anderson for the first, first few of their films, no, most notably Bottle Rocket, which stars Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson as brothers, both in the plot and in real life. And then Owen Wilson co-wrote Rushmore with Wes Anderson. And then Owen Wilson obviously appears in Bottle Rocket. A small role in Rushmore, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I remember... I remember the two other Wilson's brothers roles in that movie, but not, but not Owens, if he's even in it. Then of course he's in life aquatic with Steve Zizou. He's in Darjeeling limited. He's in grand Budapest hotel. He's pretty much in everything as far as I know, but can I ask a question? Yeah. Is like all of his roles, these kind of roles where he's only in for like, two minutes of the movie or does he actually have proper full-length roles in some of these movies depends depends on the movie he's in just about every movie whether in a big role or a small role but bottle rocket of course he's a main character rushmore he's a minor character darjeeling he's a major character because that movie is about three brothers and he's one of the three brothers life aquatic with steve zizou he's a major character because he plays Bill Murray's son. Uh, but the rest of them, he plays minor characters. But it's guaranteed that Owen Wilson's going to show up. Okay. And then Owen Wilson, also known in the animation world as the voice of Lightning McQueen. Ah, uh, yes. Eh. Famous voice. Their voices are very different. Coach Skip's voice is very different. Uh, oh, I was going to say uh, Owen Wilson is also a major role in Roy in Royal Tenenbaums, which I forgot to mention. But it's funny because he actually doesn't... There's there's three siblings in Royal Tenenbaums, Ben Stiller, Luke Wilson, and Gwyneth Paltrow, although Gwyneth Paltrow is adopted. And Owen Wilson is also in the movie, but not as one of the siblings, even though he is siblings with Luke Wilson, which is a funny tidbit for that movie. Interesting. And then yeah. classic Owen Wilson in Night at the Museum. I have to mention uh, that yes. movie... I aspire to work in museums. I have to mention it. Uh, I actually really like Owen Wilson in that movie because uh, he has the best line in the movie uh, wherein they have strapped Ben Stiller down to the train tracks of the miniature exhibit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Owen Wilson says, someone's got to pay. Ben Stiller says, pay for what? And Owen Wilson, with the best line ever, says, I don't know, just pay. And I love that line so True. much. That is one of the greatest I for, lines. I, I forgot that I love that line, but every time I think of it, I crack up. It, and it, so, yes, we get Owen Wilson in Fantastic Mr. Fox. And, as, it, and it is a delight. Yes. It's just, he's just such a surprise. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, familiar voice kind of thing. And it's it's a very nice yeah, addition. And it's, this, it's the sort of thing that would, that would skip by, too. Unless, like, if you were but a big I'm Wes sh- Anderson head and you were and you were waiting for the Owen Wilson cameo, then you would notice it. Yeah. But if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't looking out for it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that was Owen Wilson. That was crazy. But uh, in the scene, uh, Christopherson is asking Coach Skip what the rules of Whack Bat are, because they don't have Whack Bat on his side of the river. Instead, they play 
grass sprints and they acorns. They do grass sprints and play acorns. I'm sorry. I had my verb backwards. Presumably grass sprints are just, you know, running? Sprinting? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a game component to it where they're racing in some way. Maybe there's like special racing rules. I think if you remember uh quote unquote Indian runs. No. Indian runs are when you're running in like a, a single file oh, line. Oh yes, 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 And the yes, person yes. has has to run to the front of the line. Yep. The person in the back runs to the front, and but you're always maintaining a, a steady pace. Yes, I like. So maybe doing it, those. maybe maybe grass sprints or something like that, where there's like a modified running or they're like ritual ladders or some other kind of field sprint ladders, also known as suicide runs kind of thing where you have to do like one line sprint back like yeah that too and then acorns i want to i every time i hear that line i envision like marbles or like jack yeah that doesn't seem like a sport it seems like a game but who knows maybe Maybe that's why he said play acorns though like specifying that you you play sports what you can also play sports as well as play games it doesn't really matter okay and before I go into the rules of Whackbat, the Whackbat Majorette is playing in the background. Very exciting. Ah, yes. Alexander Desplat, Whackbat Majorette. Very exciting. It's a beautiful, very fun hype piece. Listening to yes, it on its, its own. Yes, it's very marching band. Yeah, listening to it on its own, it's this really fun, energetic, very marching band piece, as you said. Yeah, it's like a sport. It's like a sports song. Like, it's heavy on percussion and horns yeah um can't can't do that condra i'm sorry tyler (laughs) i did not do it for i did no more than 10 seconds so we're good okay i think we're safe and there's a delightful so just like looking at coach skip and christopherson and you have the scoreboard in the background and then you have this yes. like little picnic basket on the top of the hill and there's like presumably a boys locker room behind them mainly because yeah. it's boys over but you presume it's a locker room of some sort mm-hmm. um yeah but so let's start with the the scoreboard cuz that's the first the thing scoreboard. we see um, yes we have home and stray and currently home is killing stray killing it um, what is it like 79 to 23 or something yeah something like that i didn't write that one down but they are in these although we don't know the that could mean anything. The sixth, eighth. Yeah. They're in the sixth, eighth. So they're more than halfway done the game. They also have this weird clock on it that is unclear yeah, which, that's keeping time. I thought it was n- numbering the eighths because it's out of eight, isn't it? Um, but no, because they just have a chalk. They just they just chalk up what eighth it is. Yeah. And then also they have which whack batter is up. And then the twig runners um, underneath. Yeah. And that is done in the same way like you have like a foul, like someone that's in a penalty box for like hockey. Um, yes. I'm trying. And there's a young rabbit doing this. Yes. So, and they are working so very hard to keep that all up to date. Yeah, the rabbit is moving very fast. So, let's get into and the so rules. So, shall we get into the rules? Let's do this. Okay. Um, so, okay. I struggled to write everything down. First of all, I am going to note, it reminded me a lot of Quidditch. 
um, from Harry Potter. Just the way they started describing it. Can um, you can you read verbatim what you wrote? Yes. Well, I do shorthand. I will read basically verbatim. So there are three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, the player at Whackbat, and the center tagger lights a pine cone, chucks it over the basket. The Whackbat, the Whackbatter tries to hit the cedar stick off the cross rock. While that is happening, twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out and the umpire yells hot box. Yes. That is what I got from Coach Skip. He also draws a lot of arrows. Yep. There's a lot of, um, so the grabbers are in circles. The, no. Taggers are in The grabbers are in circles. There's also a... The taggers are in squares. And then the um, twig runners are in triangles. And then the whack batter is in a yellow circle. The center, the center tagger, tagger is in the same kind of square as the other taggers. The other taggers. But it's but the, but he doesn't included. count as one of the three. Yeah, so that got a little confusing for me at first. So I had to then like go back. Okay, you so that's kind of everything. It's like cricket. Yes. So in cricket, as far as I know, you basically hit a ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's like a pitcher, and they throw a ball, and you hit the ball, and there's like fielders and stuff. But after you hit the ball, there's people that run back and forth, like between like two quote unquote bases, mm-hmm. and then the time. So you have to run back and forth between the bases until the fielders knock the like hit the wicket with the ball, right? And I think if you're off of the base when the wicket gets hit by the ball then it's like an out okay so the the scoring is how many times they run back and forth after the ball has been hit and before it's hit the wicket which i think is what's happening here and if i get and if i have the rules of cricket misunderstood uh, whatever but I, I think i have the basics kind of down that it's based on running back how many times you run back and forth within a certain time after something has been hit and that's basically what's going on in Whackbat is you hit the you hit the flaming pine cone and people run around until it the the flame stops happening. And there's also like you need to hit a thing off of a thing. And it's very confusing. Yes. Coach Skip also mentions score downs which are never explained. And to get the final score of the game, you take the score downs and divide it by 9. Yes, so I'm assuming the score downs are how many times people ran back and forth. Yeah, that's what I would guess too. It also could be how many times the cedar stick is knocked off the cross rock. I, it's okay, really well, here's unclear. my thing. I was trying to figure out what the teams are, but so there's three grabbers and three taggers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so, a team. I think that, well. Yeah, that's a team. And then the five twig runners and the, the whack player whacked that is also a team. Yeah, that would be my guess. Even though there's also another tagger. So I don't know. So the well, teams aren't even. Yeah. But, but I mean, if you think like baseball maybe, wise, it's kind of. Maybe like the pitcher like. Uh, isn't allowed to get off the mound. Like, no, they are. I think if I remember later on correctly. Okay. Well, we'll find out then. Are like the grabbers trying to grab the twig runners and the taggers are trying to grab the player at whack bat maybe while he runs back and forth something like that so like if you get grabbed then obviously like 
the running back and forth that you're doing is slowed down. Mm-hmm. Although then it seems a lot like rugby or something like that. Although not really like rugby, but... Yeah, I don't know. The, there's, It's meant to be opaque. That's the joke of the movie. I know. Is that we're not supposed to have any idea of what it is. But, but it, it is fun to think about. But it, And it matters, too, because it keeps coming back. So it's interesting that something, at least like Quidditch, while it kind of seems like foreign at first, you're like, beaters, chasers, what is all of this stuff? Like you start to figure it out because you have to. It's such an important part to the plot. Well, the thing with Quidditch, sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Well, this one too, it has a reoccurring like Mr. Fox is really good at it. Uh, Christofferson is really good at it. Ash is really jealous because of it kind of thing. Like, it matters to the plot. Yeah. So what I was going to say is Quidditch is really well explained in the first Harry Potter movie by Oliver Wood. Here, here. Uh, and, yes, Sean Biggerstaff plays Oliver Wood. Owen Wilson plays Coach Skip, who explains <laughs> it to Christofferson. Except this, the joke of this is that that Christofferson understands it right away. Whereas, like, Harry, like, asks questions and tries to figure it out. The joke is that in this one 30-second bit, Coach Skip explains it, and then at, then Christopherson understands it right away. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, part of what makes it so opaque is that it shouldn't, like, to us it doesn't make sense, but to them it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I also think it harkens to Christopherson being athletic. And, like, he's just gifted. And we'll actually get more into this in the next minute, so I won't say too much on that. But he just... He's such a good character. Like, he has no flaws. Yeah. He's flawless, as it were. Yeah, he is. He's a great little (laughs) character. What's that? (laughs) I love Christopherson. He's my favorite. He's so precious. He's like a small child. Okay. He is a small child. He's only like 11. Is he older or younger than Ash? He's younger than Ash, but he's a heck of a lot bigger. No, I thought he was a cuss of a lot bigger. Yeah, no, it just... The whole the whole scene is so funny and so kind of quick-witted. Yeah, the editing, the editing of the diagramming while he's explaining it, and he explains it very fast, is very amusing. It's so good. I... Which is why we were so excited for this minute to try to break it down for our listeners yes sorry if we didn't help you guys and are you are just more confused but so are we i think it, it becomes more confusing like the more you the more you try to figure it out the more confusing it is especially in the later minutes when we see them playing it mm-hmm. it actually like doesn't help yeah yeah I just really love the diagrams, and I have little versions, I have, like, little thumbnail versions of them in my book, Um, and it just, it makes me laugh, because it's something that someone drew, photographed, kind of, like, their time into that one moment, it just, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's the Wes Anderson, that's the Wes Anderson way, is to put everything you got into every shot, and that's what's been being done here, and why this movie is so good beyond the detail of the claymation it's how well every single thing is thought out mm-hmm. and you you get a 30 second joke in the movie which is thematically relevant for the characters and is also one of the most memorable scenes in the movie 
despite not really having any relevance to the stealing chickens from farmers plot. Yes. And I'm assuming it's not even mentioned in Rule Dahl's book. I don't think so. The other, to, to kind of move towards wrapping this minute up, um, Ash is so mm-hmm. sweaty at the end. He, I'm assuming he's a yeah, twig he's... runner because of how exhausted he seems. Well, the whole thing's built around running and chasing people. You're either chased or being, you're either being chased or are chasing. And he just wants to finish the eighth. Yeah, so Coach Skip calls out Ash for Christopherson to sub in for him. We we have to wonder if Ash is bad because I would I would think he's decent. I I would imagine all foxes are rather athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't imagine Ash being bad. I just think Coach Skip probably thinks he's a dweeb. He's just a little awkward really and him. different. As I do my hand yeah. sign that people cannot see because this is a non-visual medium. Non-visual medium. So Ash gets pulled out, or he asks not to be pulled out, and then the minute ends. Yes. Well, I don't know if we can go on any more about this. Yeah, I'm like, I think our listeners are going to get more whack that tom- um, next week. Or yes. depending on when this airs. We got it. We got into Owen Wilson, we got into Whackbat Majorette, and we got into the rules of Whackbat. I think we have what more plenty could of you material. Ask for? I don't know. Alrighty. Well Alright. Let's each let's each do an Owen Wilson wow to end it up. I don't know what that is, so I'm not gonna try. Oh, you just try to say wow and sound like Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. I don't know I've I i do not know the what that is referencing though, kind of thing. Like I don't It's it's just it's it's a meme it's a meme is that owen wilson says wow well i'll just say fantastic <laughs> no. at the end of the minute er, okay what you need to do is what you and our listeners need to do is go onto the youtube and google uh a star wars lightsaber battle but every time the lightsabers drop the, the. <laughs> star wars lightsaber battle but every time the lightsabers hit owen wilson says wow okay because it's awesome Alrighty. Okay. Sounds good. This has been Fantastic Minute. Follow us on Twitter. You've been listening to, yes, on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. You can follow me personally at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can also email us at AmateurNerdsPresents at gmail.com. If you have any fun thoughts about the movie as we proceed, don't backtrack. Go forward only, please. Or rate review subscribe to our podcast on itunes or and google play yeah and of course join us next time while we'll be when we'll be covering minute 23 of fantastic mr fox if you want to hear more about whack bat but this has been minute 22 of mr fox i have been tyler Boudreau. and i have been condra we hope you have a fantastic day fantastic <laughs>